Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. City Discount Tires. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tire. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Saturday sun is correct. We are down at Solitaire Volkswagen at Medindi. Tom Lyon and Bryce Gibbs not here this morning. Uh, me, that's Paul Bonzer, and I'm with the King of Swing. Took over 560 billion wickets for South Australia. Uh, Chad Sayers, Chaddy, welcome. Bonds, it's good to be on again, isn't it? It's a beautiful morning in SA down at uh, Solitaire Volkswagen, and um, the sun's just popping out. Jackets are off. Yes, uh, well, we're normally down at uh, Studio Lumo, down there at number one King William Street, powered by Luma Energy SA. But this morning, very special. Come down and see us. It is the release of the new Volkswagen Amarok, and uh, there's about four of them around us at the moment. How good! They look at a special car, don't they, Bonds? And I reckon this grey metallic one in front of us here has your, our name on it. Is that your colour? Beautiful colour, isn't it? Yeah, we Sexy d- car. I don't mind the red. I don't mind the red, the blue. Yeah, it's always faster, isn't it? So, <laughs> no, they look nice cars, don't they, they do. Bonds? And, and we're going to hear all about them later as well. Uh, Jared from uh, Solitaire Volkswagen will be with us and have a bit of a chat. Thumbs up. He's getting ready. He's doing some push-ups. He and, looks a uh, bit nervous, doesn't he? He does look at yeah, There he goes. Nervous energy. <laughs> but uh, he'll be with us later to tell us all about the release of the new Amarok. And uh, all we can say is, look, it's magnificent. Get down here to uh, Main North Road, Medindi. You can't miss them. Right on the corner. And uh, we are here for the next couple of hours. We're talking sport. Everything sport. That's what we do well, Bonds, and there's a bit going on around the well, world let, of sport, isn't there? Let's talk about what happened last night, and uh, let's have a, just a bit of a listen to the end of both games last night. Quickly got rid of it to Jai Clark. He kicks, he kicks the Cats beyond halfway. Myers will take the mark as the final siren rings out. The old champs have reprised some of their greatest hits, the Tigers tonight, to take down their bitter rival, Geelong. As soon as he steps out of the square, he'll have a couple of seconds before the siren bounces. The siren blows as he bounces the ball. Into the game, the Gold Coast Suns smash the West Coast Eagles on the Friday night. 16-17, 1-13 to 6-7-43. There you go, um... Richmond got some of their mojo back last night, Chad. They did, didn't they, Bonds? And there was a lot of talk prior to the game that the, the Cats were deplenished with uh, players and, and the Richmond were going to dust them off. And they hit the ground running, didn't they? Their pressure was back. Um, Taranto is becoming a great player for Richmond. What a recruit. And Geelong's kicking probably hurt them early. Yeah, they kicked poorly early, but uh, there was a fair bit of confidence running through the Tigers. When they started well, they just kept going. There was and, and Dusty up forward just looked threatening every time he got near the footy. We know when Dusty's on fire, then Richmond are going well, don't we? And every time that Richmond didn't need that goal just to steady their lead, he popped up and kicked a couple of crucial goals at the end. Trent Cochin pop, popped up with three up forward. Yeah. Um, and as I said, Toronto broad down back with Noel Bolter as well, who stopped the, 
powerhouse forwards of Tom Hawkins and Jeremy Cameron. Taranto, 28 disposals, uh, 12 tackles, as you said. He was probably the best man on the ground. Uh, excellent work from him. Uh, I did like the game of Trent Cotchin. You don't see him go forward enough, I reckon, because he's a really good finisher. So I'd, I'd like to see him do that more often. And kick three last night, as you said. Yeah, he seems to have a smart footy brain, doesn't he? His skills probably aren't elite, but um, he's still good enough to be in that Richmond side. He's not quick enough anymore and probably doesn't have the tank to go in the midfield for an extended period of time. So they found a spot up in, up in the forward line for him, and last night he did well. Jaden Short, uh, 28 disposals. Bit of a link man for Richmond. He's the, he's the guy that they hit through the middle and, and basically transfers play. Uh, like the, he's a good player. I like him. Yeah, I think he's the one w when Richmond were going well, he, he was playing well and he probably hasn't shown that for um, a few weeks now. But last night he was great. He's run, as you said. He links up and, and penetrates his kick forward. So um, when he's going well, Richmond are going well as well. For Geelong, Mitch Duncan, 25 disposals. One of my favourite players, Mitch Duncan. Just love watching him play footy. Just no nonsense goes about it. And the Hawk up forward, kick three goals. He looked dangerous early, didn't he, on Noah Bolt, who was giving him a bit of a bath in the first quarter. But, um, yeah, it's probably just a couple of small forwards out for Geelong last night. So I put more um, importance on Hawkins and, and Cameron, didn't it? And yes. As I mentioned, Broad and um, Noah Bolter, he, he bounced back well. and he had, a, he had a great game, his best game for the season. Yeah, absolutely. Um what I did notice uh, watching last night, a bit of classic Richo commentary, is uh, Noah Bolter and Tom Hawkins, and the ball was coming down to the forward line. It was a one-on-one, -on -one and the comment from Richo, that's a really good... I, th I think Hawkins almost had him outnumbered there. <laughs> In a one-on-one, -on -one, had him outnumbered. Classic Richo. Uh, they won by 24 points, Richmond, 16-6, uh, 102, Geelong. 11, 12, 78. And what about the other game that no one cared about? Um, no, I shouldn't say that. Gold Coast had another win, which is great. But 70 points by West Coast uh, over in Perth. Matt Rowe, the man, he had some good grass before the game. Grass must have had some energy in it. Bonzi, he filled up on it before he went out and had 17 tackles with, along with his 30 possessions. Um, he's going as good as he ever has, Matt Rowe. Um, Really carrying that Gold Coast side. They've been good this season, Bonds, without really getting the wins on the board. And it was good to see him go over to the West. It's never easy, um, no matter how well or how poor a, a Western Australian side is going to go over there and get the win. I think Jace, our producer, has got a bit of a song for when Matty Rowe kicks a goal. You know how they have songs after goals? sounds a bit like Jace. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're uh, milking Matty Rowell after the right. game. but so um, I've got the obvious question for you, Chad. You, you played at some, well, some of the best grounds around the world. Any chance that you've walked out on Adelaide Oval before a Shield game and just picked up a couple of blades and popped them in the gob? I did always walk out and pick up the grass bonds, but okay. it was just to throw it in the air just to see. See which way the wind was going? Uh, and when it was... <laughs> Blowing one way, I'd bowl the other end, bowl right. down breeze. Of so, course. Uh, no eating grass for me. It might have made me bowl a couple of k's quicker, maybe. It's a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what he was doing there. It's a weird uh, photo as well, getting caught eating grass. Well, the question the question I've got is, is he always eating grass? Well, like, kid, kids eat anything, right? So, when you're <laughs> a kid, you pick up whatever mud, grass, shove it in your mouth, see what it tastes like. 
The only but issue maybe there is, like the like the taste of the grass. The only issue there is bonds. A lot of groundsmen now, if there's a dead patch or a little bit of dirt, they they spray it with, with the green spray paint so that the outfield looks beautiful. Right. He's picking that up and eating it. It can't be good for your insides. <laughs> well, dogs eat grass all the time when they're not, you know, not feeling well. Keep the health up. Uh, cleanse the stomach. Um, anyway, back to the footy. Enough eating. Well, I think that is footy still. Uh, Liam Duggan was good for West Coast. He had 32 disposals. I watched this game after the Richmond game, Richmond-Geelong game finished. I didn't know half those Eagles no, blokes. This seems a bit unfair at the moment, doesn't it? Does. it? Bonds is... I think they were saying 19 of their first selected players probably aren't really playing. And a couple of more injuries last night. Jack Darling suspected broken arm as well. So that's a massive out for them in the coming weeks. Well, let's talk about that because he stayed on the ground. Now, you can see he was in a lot of pain. He was holding his arm against him like it was in a sling. He went for a, he went for a marking contest, took the mark, and then sort of rolled over and clutched his arm again. He was in a lot of pain. Um, is that just is that bravery or silliness to stay out there when because oh, they weren't they weren't going to win the game? No, nah, it's obviously brave because he he would have been in a lot of pain. So for him to stay out there is brave. But as you're saying, it, they were never going to win the game from from that uh, yeah. point on. And why you want to do more injury and cause more damage to the arm by staying out there? Well, once it's broken, it's just broken, so you can't break it again. Or maybe you can. Oh, you probably do more can, damage. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised that the medical staff left him out there, but I guess they know better than we do. <laughs> Well, that's but right. it, was, it, it was a strange look. I think he would have known that West Coast aren't going so well at the moment. He's one of their experienced players. He wanted to see himself stay on the ground till the end of the game and, and see it out. But, yeah, I think if you've got a suspected broken arm, you're probably going on the bench, I would have thought. We are down here at Solitaire Volkswagen at Medindi on May North Road. Um, if you want to be part of the show, you can text in on 0427 or give us a call, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. What did you think about last night's game? Are you a Geelong, a Geelong supporter? Was it just the loss you needed after five in a row? Are you a Richmond supporter? Where are the Tigers fans? Are they up and about after last night? Are you back? Can you make the eight? Chad, do you think they can make the eight? You can never write Richmond off, can you? I was watching um, the front bar and Mick Malloy said, if it's mathematically possible, it's possible. So, um, yeah, I'll be a bit worried about the Tigers moving forward. I reckon when you start using that term, it's mathematically yeah. possible, the season's over. But that was before <laughs> last night, Bonds. It was before last, last night, night, yes. So. No, they look great. They look great. They played some really good footy. And, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't just write them off just yet. But they've got to make their move now. They can't afford yeah, they to drop can't any games. just have a nice win and then next week lose. So, yeah. no, they look they good last night, right. though. Yeah, got to get on a roll. Um, we'll talk about the Port game. Port are playing the Kangaroos down in Tassie. We'll speak about the Crows and Saints game later in the show as well. Barat Sundarason will be joining us to talk some cricket. Obviously, Beautiful. with you here, we want to talk some cricket. We've got the Test, uh, the World Test Championship coming up. We've got the Ashes Tour coming up. Um, Michael Nisa took a hat-trick, so Barat will be up and about about Nisa. He loves Michael Nisa, doesn't he? his favourite player in the world, just about. Um, and Jared Sampson from Solitaire Volkswagen will be with us very soon to talk about this magnificent new vehicle, the Volkswagen Amarok. And if you're not doing anything, you're driving around, you're listening to us you're in the air. If you even if you're not in the area, it's you can worth get a it. coffee bonds, can't it, you? Yeah, they've the got combi? a coffee van here, and we'll be diving over there very shortly. But uh, come down here to Solitaire Volkswagen and have a look at this Amarok. It is unbelievable. 
Um, lots more stuff to talk about on the show this morning. We're glad to have you with us here. Saturday's SA. The sun is shining down here at Medindi. And um, we'll be back for more after this. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Welcome back to Saturdays in SA. Paul Bonzer and Chad Sayers with you filling in for the boys uh, this morning. And we are here at Solitaire Automotive. That's automotive. Uh, for the all-new Amarok that has arrived at Solitaire Volkswagen, and uh, we'll be talking to Jared Sampson very soon. But, Chad, um, during the week, there was a, a bit of audio from Andrew Demetrio, the ex-CEO of the AFL, talking about maybe a 20th licence in the AFL. Let's have a listen. Uh, yeah, I've always believed that the competition's um, capable of expansion. I, I'm a firm believer now that there's 19, there'll be 20. Yeah. Um, Tasmania is obviously the logical choice, great history, it's a great announcement, great for the state, be a game changer for the state I would imagine, new stadium will be magnificent. Where will that next team come from do you think, now that you believe there'll be a 20th? WA, South Australia, Northern Territory? Oh, well I'm a Northern Territory fan, yeah. uh, it's produced a lot of players, um, a, a Northern Territory team that could play in Alice Springs and maybe in the north of Queensland, maybe a Northern Australian team, uh, it's very good AFL country up there and I'm sure they could they could produce a fixture that would that would complement the climate and so forth but Northern Territory has got a lot going for it What do you think Chad? Your, yeah, initial, think your initial thoughts where if there's going to be a 20th licence I don't think they can keep 19 teams in bonds you don't, no. don't like the buy do we no. so um, yeah, I, I, I would have thought my first thoughts were NT but you probably can't play home games there in in the AFL season because the seasons are different and it's the wet season up there. So yeah. um, how does that work? And do they move down to a Melbourne or a South Australia? So um, well, love Dimitri, to have another team Dimitri in Dimitri SA. said there, do they play games in Alice where the climate's not quite as tropical and wet? Or do they go to Queensland? As you've just been given a hat. Given How good is that? Good See, that? So you said you need a hat, and now you've got a hat. You might have to take your headset off to do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I like the idea of a Northern Territory team, but because of the weather, they're not going to play in Darwin. Surely they've got to play out of Darwin. That's right. But as he said as well, there's a lot of talent that come out of Darwin, isn't or do you, there? Do you play early games and late games in Darwin when the weather's better? And then in the middle, you play away games. Yeah, it's a, You're it's playing a, North Queensland. Logistically, it'd be hard, wouldn't it? But I'd love to see a side in, in the NT because of that talent. Uh, a lot of Indigenous talent out there, yeah. as we see in the AFL running around now. So um, for them to have a side would be great as well. Or do they make it 18 sides again and someone gets cold, Bonds? Oh, interesting thought. Who are you culling? Who are you giving the boot to? That's Come, a, on. That is Come on, <laughs> <laughs> put, your, put your reputation it'd have on to the be line. A, it'd have to be a Melbourne side because... Would it? Yep. They've got too many teams as it is. Okay. So um, too much control in the AFL. But so thanks, St Kilda. Um, no, the Saints are good now, Bonds. They have to stay in. Well, it rotates though. Yeah, I know. Teams go up and down. You can't just pick a I can't a pick a side, but I'm just throwing it out there, Bonds. What about a combined Northern Territory and Canberra team? 
because then you can play some games in Canberra where the weather's fantastic and they already play games in Canberra now. GWS play home games there. Uh, yeah, it's a hard would one. that work? Or is that... Because you're trying, to get, you're trying of, to get followers, it's right? It's kind of the same, isn't it? The logistics of the, of the NT part of it um, would be hard. So I'd love to see, yeah, outside in Canberra, another Sydney side maybe. So um, I'm sure they will put in a 20th side because, as we said, you don't want the buy um, carrying on for too long. Or should the, thir- should the 20th team come from WA or South Australia? Because that's where the population is. We've both got great stadiums. You just slot another team into into there, and we we know both them states. The people get behind their their sport, don't we? So if there was a, a third team in either of those states, people would get behind it. Um, Are they big enough to have a third team? Like is South Australia big enough to have a third team? How long would it take a following to build? Yeah, the supporter growth would take a while, I think, because there's so many connected into the Crows and into Port, um, and that keeps growing, doesn't it? So and and where does that side come from? Does it come from another SNFL franchise, or is it a made-up side like the like the Crows were? Maybe give us your thoughts. Text in oh four two seven one five four one double six, or give us a call. What are you doing? Give us a call one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Paul Bonzer, Chad Sayers, with you down here at Solitaire Volkswagen. They are releasing the all-new Amarok, and it's uh, we've got four of them around us, and they look great. What also looks great is that coffee van, and we, we'll get to that shortly, <laughs> shortly I'm sure. That is also a Volkswagen Bonds, a seven out, it of, is. The, out of the combi. So the combi. Great initiative there. Um, all right, so the 20th, 20th license, I don't know. I, I, how far away? So Tassie coming in 28. How far away before a 20th license is required? Is it as soon as maybe 2030? Yeah, well, it, Tassie is so far away because they've got to build their stadium and and so forth, get all the franchise ready. So um, if another side could be in a state where there's already stadium built, um, they might come in at the same time, potentially bonds. They don't have to build a stadium, do they? So um, yeah, as we said, the main thing that we want a 20th side is so you don't have a buy. You don't want a 19th team to have a buy. Is it unfair advantage going into the finals that you have a buy before? So it's all that to come into consideration. Yeah. Um, I, I don't... I, I think you just... You know, mid-season we spread the buys out. We have you know so many, only a third of the teams play, then a third of the teams. If you have a buy every round, then you don't have to worry about doing that. You just have your normal, normal games, no, and everyone has a week off every now and again. That's why the AFL people paid uh, the big bucks to sort that out. Bonds. And everyone likes a week off, don't they? Oh, if you got a <laughs> bit of a slight hammy, bonds, you like a couple of weeks <laughs> off. Yeah, but no, no. Your, your hammies were all right during your career, yeah, were they? Yeah, hanging on. This old, tired body. Well, let's let's talk about this old, tired body for a second. You played your last grade game. Uh, played your last game of cricket over the summer uh, for the Peckers. Um, emotional day for you? Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, the Peckers have been in my life um, since I was a little kid, watching my old man play and packing his bags up and going to the change rooms with the Blueys. So, um, yeah, to, to say goodbye to the club in a playing capacity is... Um, yeah, it was sad, and that's why I've spent a few years away from it uh, for various reasons and, and came back to finish my career there. So, um, unfortunately, we probably didn't have the greatest season um, we would have liked. We set up in Division 1. That was probably the main goal. So, um, But, yeah, it was a great, great day. Um, a lot of people came down to have a beer, 
come in the change yeah. rooms and, and say good day. So, no, nah, it was an emotional end, but, um, yeah, onwards and upwards. Well, I should be very proud of your whole cricket career, Chad. And now it started uh, many, many years ago down there at uh, Woodville. In the C grade, out coming a little... <laughs> how old were you then? 16? Uh, younger, I think. Yeah, 15, I think 14, 15. 15 yeah. yeah. Coming out in the C grade and rolling the arm over and swinging it from day one. It's privileged enough to w- watch you in the net, Bonds. <laughs> running off 15 paces. <laughs> I'm, and not, claiming, I'm not claiming any credit of your <laughs> cricketing career. Um, what uh, I want to ask you about the grade cricket setup as well, just coming off the back of that. You said that Woodville finished in the top eight. It's caused a... A bit of a, a bit of a stinking grade cricket. So they're dividing. There's always been, I guess, the talk for the last probably 20 years. There's too many teams in Adelaide grade cricket. So what Saka have done in their wisdom has divided it into two divisions. So there'll be uh, Division One, which will be eight teams, and then the rest go into a Division Two. Does Woodville lucky enough to finish eighth? Sturt, who you played in the last game, who have been a, a powerhouse of great yep. cricket for a long time, uh, finish out of that. So they'll play in Division 2. Do you see movement of players? So people, the players that are in Division 2 want to play in Division 1, they'll swap clubs. Over 100%. This. Yep. Especially if you're trying to play state cricket. I think performance in Division 1 is going to be greater than a performance in Division 2, isn't it? So... Um, I think definitely for players who think they're still um, ready to play state cricket, definitely. And there's already been a heap of movement and a lot of clubs throwing money now um, to stay up in Division 1. They don't want to play in Division 2. Bottom two go down after this season. Top two come up of Division 2. So Is, is that wrong as well? Yeah, I think so. Well, um, should there be a, maybe well, it's every two years there's it changes? Cl- there's clubs approaching good players from different clubs that would never leave, but the enticement of money, what, why aren't you going to have a look at it? So I think there might need to be a point system in place like in the in the Saffle um, so there's not a heap of player movement each year because um, you want your junior growth to keep growing, don't you? You don't want uh, clubs bringing in players from outside which stops the development of the young players to be able to play A grade at a young age like I, I was able to do and learn from the senior players. It's going to be an interesting watch over the next couple of seasons as to how it pans out and how it works and, and the play of movement. Um, it'll be a really interesting watch. Uh, we are here for City Discount Tyres. City Discount Tyres SUV tyre deals are on now. We've got to go to the news, news Chad, uh, but we'll be back with uh, Jared Sampson from Solitaire Volkswagen. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning, Paul Bonzer and Chad Sayers filling in for the boys this morning. Saturday, Saturday in SA. We're normally at uh, Studio Lumo, number one King William Street, and powered by Lumo Energy SA. We are not. This morning, we're in a very special place. It's Solitaire Volkswagen at Medindi on Main North Road, right on the corner. You cannot miss it. And we are here for the release, Chad, of these magnificent vehicles around us, scattered around us, the Amarok, the brand-new Volkswagen Amarok. How good are they? 
They are sensational. By looking at them, Bonds, we had to sit in one of them earlier this morning, didn't we? And how yes. comfortable and spacious are they inside? Oh, look, now, we can ramble on a bit, but the guy who knows all about this is uh, the commercial vehicle retail manager of Solitaire Volkswagen. It's Jared Sampson. Welcome to Saturday's SA in SA. Thanks, guys. How are you today? Oh, we're great. How good is this oh, morning? It is beautiful. Like, we couldn't get better weather than we've got today. Fantastic. If you're, you're going to buy a car... Today's the day. Today's the day. It is indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. All right. Look, they look fantastic, these vehicles. Tell us a little bit more about the Amarok and the development of this brand. Okay. So the Volkswagen Amarok uh, started back in 2010 and uh, has evolved, obviously, for this year. So uh, big shape change and uh, the whole overhaul of the car, interior, the works, safety and tech has been overloaded. So uh, we're very excited to have a great brand new product on the road. And, and there's different levels of the Amarok as well. It You've given us is. some info here. Yes. Um, there's the core, which I mean, probably the tradies. Yeah. You know, the, you can, something you can beat about a bit. Sure. So the core comes in a two litre four cylinder engine. So manual or auto in both six speed transmission. Uh, they are four motion selectable. So you do have your, your, your four wheel drive option there. Uh, so base model even comes with alloy wheels, LED headlights, digital radio, wireless charging, which you can't say too many cars in their entry level have those sort of features on them. Uh, and uh, 26 driver and safety features on the base model. And you're also getting a 10-inch infotainment system, digital cockpit, and a standard tow bar as well. Moving up to the Life, which is the next model, that's uh, also a two-litre four-cylinder engine, but that comes in a bi-turbo. A 10-speed automatic, and that's uh, got 154 kilowatts and 500 newton meters. So very good starting point uh, for having the extra power for the tradie people. Uh, also, obviously, with the uh, driver safety features as well. And uh, you know, that's uh, feature-wise, that's, that's you know, coming with, obviously, your, your cameras and your sensors and that as well. So uh, going up to your style, which I think before, it's... Before we go to that, I think Chad's got a question yes, for you. Yes, go for it, Chad. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's a, there's a lot of car car yards down Main North Road here. And yes. Why am I stopping here at uh, Solitaire Volkswagen? Because we've got an incredible range of Volkswagens. Not just the Volkswagen Amarok, but we've got some fantastic passenger vehicles as well, as you can see throughout the yard. There you go. And the service. That's correct. Great service. And we've had great Jared's service here this morning. smiling <laughs> It's all good things down here. And my shiny head. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's why I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we go, we go on. We'll talk about a couple. Then we're going on to the style. Yes. Uh, this probably sounds a bit like a Chad Sayers car. The style. He's got a bit of yeah. style about him. Yeah. Swagger. Yeah. Well, look, I think the style is, uh, well, firstly, it's the entry point for the V6 3-litre turbo diesel engine. So, you know, you've got 184 kilowatt and 600 newton metres. So, you know, for the people who want the extra power, that is definitely the, uh, the starting point. And once you get to the style model, is also available in the two-litre four-cylinder bi-turbo. You're getting all the tech and safety that you're getting in the top two models above that, which I'll, we'll touch on shortly. Uh, but uh, you're getting the 360-degree camera. You're getting all the park assist and the lane, lane assist stuff as well. And you go up to the 12-inch digital cockpit with a 12.3-inch infotainment system. So my son got in the car the other day when I picked him up from school and the first day I had one, he said, Dad, it's got an iPad in it. <laughs> I said, not quite. So, but, uh, I did notice that when I jumped in. The, like, yeah. the size of the screen, oh, the, yeah. the display. It's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, for it's a big jump up from the uh, old Amarok model, from the, the screen and the infotainment system there. 
So uh, you also got the uh, upgraded IQ LED matrix headlights, which are fantastic. Really, really big difference there, and LED tail lights on the back. And it's important to see at night. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, but also you're going up to the uh, electric ten-way seats for the driver. Uh, and heated seats with nice suede art velour yeah. seat trim. Heated Beautiful. seats. You've got to have heated seats. Especially certainly. in those cold mornings coming yep. up, Bonds. My wife's a big fan of the heated seats. I seat. know, getting up at 6am going to work, <laughs> you do need the heat, yeah. heat, uh, seats uh, turned up very Now, now this, this looks like my favourite, the Pan American. A uh, Pan Americana, yeah, I should say. That's the one. That's uh, a real yeah, one. I think I'll take one of them home. That, thanks, that'll be great. Uh, tell us about that. All right, so the Pan Americana is a bit, uh, designed a little bit more towards uh, the people looking at off-roading. So they come with 18-inch all-terrain top with 18-inch rims with all-terrain tyres on there. Uh, a bit more of your, your uh, darker uh, black sort of look with the mirrors and the, the front of the car. They also come with a spray-on tub liner and a nice black styling bar on the back. Uh, you get some nice leather-heated seats which have yep. driver and passenger 10-way adjustment so, you know, very, very nice. But for me, a big thing with that, which I've absolutely been pounding, is the Harman Kardon sound system yes. with 640, uh, 640 watts of power. I like my music loud. The HK so, systems oh, yeah. are unbelievable. Little party in the car. Oh, yeah. And uh, certainly certainly does the job. And you've just talked about four or five models there. Which one's uh, most popular and, and your favourite? Uh to be honest, uh, the, most of the uh, inquiries we've had so far have been on the top two models, which is the Pan Americana and the Adventure on the initial uh, uh, registration of interest. But uh, personally, out of all the drives that I've had, I think the style was my favourite. Right. I like the personally. I like this as me. I like the interior trim. It's got the power that the other two uh, cars above have got, and all the tech and safety features as well. Uh, so you know, it's uh, definitely definitely the one for me if I was going to buy one. But saying that, the uh, I drove the petrol adventurer last night. That's uh, certainly a good option as well as the diesel that you've got, which has got the same engine as the style anyway. Well, they, they look, they they just look fantastic. Um, I'm I'm probably due for an upgrade, actually, uh, very shortly. Start I'm, wheeling I'm, and dealing I'm, bonds. I'm driving a, a different brand. I won't mention that brand, but, um, uh, but yeah, I, I just yeah. love the look of them. They, yeah. they look fantastic. Yeah. And I'm sure they've got, like you said, all the bells and whistles to go with it. They certainly have, yeah. Look, even just going from the old Amarok, which had standard four airbags, uh, we're up to nine airbags on the new one. So uh, the old Amarok didn't actually have rear airbags, surprisingly, for the uh, 11 years. The 11 years that we had them here. So uh, we've got all those. They've even got what the knee airbags in the front now. So right. if, you know, that's uh, definitely a good upgrade as far as safety features on that side of it. And, that, and it's obviously very important as well. Um, now, you've got a great team here. It goes without question. But we, in any team, there's normally someone who's just not quite up to that level <laughs> of the rest. Or maybe let's just say there's annoying so, who's the most annoying team member here? They're all, most of them are watching. Well, so I, you've I, got a, I'm sure you've got a couple that you just go, oh, yeah. when they start walking towards you. Yeah, look, I don't know. I've, only, I've got one sales guy here, which is Jason. So, yeah. if he, he can be the annoying guy, he can be the awesome guy. I don't sells know, cars. So, I don't want to pinpoint any of the passenger guys. There he is. <laughs> Love you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Jason is great. So Jason's very up to speed with everything on the uh, Amarok range. So either myself or Jason would love to help anyone out if they want to come down, have a test drive, have a chat. 
Uh, it'd be lovely to help you guys out, whatever questions you got. Well, the one thing we noticed, Chad, as soon as we got here, is the friendly, friendliness. Everyone welcomed us. Everyone come up and said hello. Yeah. Uh, it's just... Yeah, they've yeah, been very, very accommodating, welcome. haven't they, Bones? And I'm sure if anyone wants to come down and, and purchase a car, then this is your place to be. Yeah. And, and there's a coffee van. <laughs> so if you don't know where to get coffee this morning, it's right here at Solace Volkswagen. Jared, thanks a lot for, uh, for joining us and I'd, telling I'd us like, about the great new car. Sure, I'd just like to thank you guys for coming down here and joining us today. It's been great. Oh well, we've we've lucked out really because <laughs> you know Tommy and Tommy and Bryce are away today, and we get to spend a morning in the sun around these great vehicles. Yeah, fantastic. Now, thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jared. All right, uh, we're going to uh, have a little break here, and um, we'll be back. Very, very shortly. We are down here at Solitaire Automotive for the all-new Amarok. It's arrived at Solitaire Volkswagen. Come in today and see the range right here at Solitaire uh, Medindi. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Welcome back to Saturdays in SA. Paul Bonzer and Chad Sayers with you this morning. And we are having an absolute ball down here at Solitaire Volkswagen. Um, Chaddy, you're having a good morning, are you? It's been brilliant so far, Bonzer, hasn't free, it? you got a free hat. we just got stubby holders. Sponsorship hat and probably drive out with a new car. And So what a morning, Bonds. Sun's and if, shining. And if you, just, uh, if you just joined us, you missed Jared Sampson, who is the commercial vehicle retail manager here at Solitaire, and he was explaining all the different ranges in the new Amarok, which are on display here, and you can test drive them. So get down here to Medindi and say g'day to Chad and myself and test drive the great new Amarok and, uh, yeah, have a have a coffee as well out of the combi. Beautiful coffee too, it's Bonds, really, isn't it? It's, just had it's a really good half coffee. Half of ours. Okay, time for question time. There we go. <laughs> I asked the Prime Minister, if you are so confident about your view of fight back, why won't you call an early election? The, the answer is, mate, mate, because I want to do you slowly. Okay. Chad, it's time for me to just ask you five questions at you and you uh, need to answer them in your best possible manner. Right, I'm a little bit it? nervous here, Bonds. All right, question number one. Which current Australian fast bowler is most suited to the English conditions? Oh, I think all of them are, really. Um, you got Paddy Cummins, who's more of a seam bowler, isn't he? So kind of green wickets over there in England that we're known to. Um, it would suit him well. Josh Hazelwood, though. If he gets into his form, keeps fit. I know he's back playing IPL now, so that's great to see, but... I think if he's, if he's on song, he's their number one bowler. He's the one they go to. Um, I think, obviously, it will suit Boland and, and Michael Nessa, who's not in the squad. But um, So you yeah. mentioned everyone. Yeah, everyone. So we're I think it's a good... We're, we're set up really well here, and you're sitting next to a picket fence. Not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so pick one. Josh Hazelwood. Hazelwood, there we go. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'd like this. I was quick. just trying to get out, Bonds. No, that's Australia right. are going to beat England. Okay, well, we haven't got to that yet. Um, David Warner, should he open the batting in the World Test Championship final? And the second question to that, should he open in the first test of the Ashes? On current form, he shouldn't be opening the batting for Australia, but I think his uh, experience and his previous form um, 
before his slump is holding him in the, in the side, isn't it? So, and I guess when Australia keep winning, um, it probably helps you stay in the side. So, definitely for the World Chess Test Championship, because um, it's a one-off game, I think he'll, he'll definitely play in that against India. Um, whether or not he plays in that first test in England is another question. Maybe he'll go on his results in that game. You mentioned that you think Australia will beat England in England. Why? I just think the style of cricket they're playing at the moment probably doesn't hold up against a really good bowling attack. I think um, Australia will hold their um, lines, they'll hold their lengths, um, which other sides probably haven't been able to do against them. So um, good ball's a good ball, even if they're coming at you in... I think Australia are too good in the do bowling. Think, do stocks. you think there's a bit of cricket karma coming Australia's way after what happened, Ben Stokes, after what he did last Ashes series in England? Yeah, I'd hope so. I hope. Um, <laughs> nah, but I think they're both great sides, aren't they? And I think the yes. way England are playing is entertaining. But can that sustain in England against a good bowling attack? We'll wait and see. Adelaide United, um, can they win the A League from here? They're in the semi-finals. That's all you got to be, Bonds, isn't it? you just got to be in the finals to win it. So um, it was a great win against Wellington uh, Football Club, wasn't it? Um, yep. Craig Goodwin again, scoring twice. So he's in great form. I think uh, the influence he has on the game will, will tell the story uh, against the Central Coast. And the last game against them, they lost 4-1. So they want to bounce back um, against them. And um, it's a two-leg uh, series in the semi-final. So they want to get off to a good start at home. But I think they can win. This is a really good question. I'm really interested to hear your response to this. If you could recruit one Australian state-based cricketer into the Redbacks lineup next year, who are you targeting? That's a hard one. Um, well, is, it's is, not is, a hard is it one. A batter, it's it's is, actually a pretty easy is one. Is it a batter or a bowler? It's definitely a batter. I think right. the Redbacks bowling stocks at the moment are very good with the likes of um, Mick Andrew, Brendan Doggett. Spencer Johnson. Spencer, he's, he's in firing now as well. So, big Wes. Um, big Wes Agar, David Grant when he's up and fit. So their bowling stocks are, are good. Um, but they just need a batter who can be consistent, get that 800, 900 run year, uh, really lead the batting attack and lead the side. I think if you could pick anyone, you'd want Marcus Harris or Cameron Bancroft, Matt, Matt Short, who's on fire at the moment. Um, but I, I thought in the off-season they might have gone out and got a leader, um, someone who's probably not in the in the frame to play for Australia all the time. So he's, he's with the Redbacks. And I thought like an Ashton Turner um, or a Josh Philippi would have been a good fit for the Redbacks. One player who is out of contract, Curtis Patterson, New South Wales. Yeah, I had him written down as well. He didn't have the greatest year, but he, he probably would have been a nice trade bait uh, for some state to, to a target. But um, I think he has signed for New South Wales this year again, Bonds. Should Port Adelaide, your team, the mighty power... Um, should they ruck Jeremy Finlayson for the rest of the season? I think he'll play a major role in the ruck for the rest of the season. But should he be the number one guy? I don't think I guess so. That's what I I'm think um, the time he has in there, he has a great effect um, because it's short and sharp. He, he gets around the field really well and his, his tank allows him to do that. But I still think if Scott Lice is in good form, then he can be the number one ruckman um, in the rounds to come. I know Tickle's in there at the moment doing an okay job, but. I think just the impact Finlayson has up forward as well is a major reason why I don't think he should be playing in there non-stop. Okay, and uh, last one. 
Matthew Nix comes out of contract in 2024, should the Crows offer him an extension or do they wait till the end of the year? Nah, definitely offer him an extension now. I think Bonds and Crows, are, although lost the last couple of games, they're, they're flying at the moment. The likes of Dawson, Rankin, Michelani, Rochelle, Saligio, Jones, with the likes of Ladd. Tex and Sloney. That's it sounds good, doesn't it? From, that's some great from players. 18 months ago, yeah. it's, a, it's completely changed. Yeah, Good group of players now to move the club forward. Um, and I think he's a man. He's obviously taken over and really led the club well. So I think sign him up now and, and give him an extension. Wow! <laughs> Heard it first. <laughs> from a port fan, too. Um, Solitaire Automotive, uh, we are here and for the all-new Amarok. It's arrived at Solitaire Volkswagen. Get down here and test drive one of them now. This is Saturday's NSA. Coming up on the show, Barats Under Racing and a lot more here live from Medindi. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturday's NSA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning, a beautiful morning. It is two in Saturday, Saturday's NSA. Paul Bonder and Chad Sayers with you this morning. You can be part of the show, 0427154166, or give us a call, 1300-736-736. And normally we are at Studio Lumo, SA, number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. But this morning, we are at Solitaire Volkswagen. At Medindi, we're just watching North Road. Jared put on a show here too, Bonds. His first customer for the morning, so he's trying to sell him a Amarok. Obviously, an SENSA listener, um, and he's coming down here to have a look at this brand new Amarok, uh, the Americana. He's looking at what a car that is. Uh, look, uh, Chad, um, we got a text in from um, one of our loyal fans, one of your big <laughs> supporters. Uh, Jimmy Condon has tweeted in. Uh, is Spencer Johnson a possible replacement for Stark with a packed Ashes schedule? Is he being kept on ice? Is Spencer Johnson, like I know he's sort of gone from nowhere to uh, the next big thing in a hurry. Yeah, I think Your thoughts? They, I think he's going to be an outstanding bowler, isn't he? He's big, strong, left-handed, bowls 140-plus, swings a ball. Has good a hair in world cricket. He would not. Yeah, he loves it, loves the mirror, but um, <laughs> I think they just need to be careful with him. He obviously had a breakout year this yeah. this season gone, but um, your second season is always the hardest one, isn't it? People put a bit more time into you. They they watch more footage of you, so um, I don't want them to rush him into it. I think he'd, he'd handle himself well, Bonds, if he was selected in it international side. But uh, I think yeah, just just ease him through, um, give him a full season at, at the Redbacks um, in Shield Cricket, see how his body handles, handles it. Because it was really the T20 when he... he, he Correct. He got, played really some really good cricket and was bowling with some great pace for the Brisbane Heat and all of a sudden went, hang on, where's this guy from? Where's he come from? Uh, but he has had injuries yep. prior to that. And I think the lack of left-handed bowlers around Australia has probably yes, good call. has fast-tracked him a fair bit as well. You don't see too many um, getting around at the moment. So for him to have that shape uh, in his trajectory, uh, he's tall, fast, so puts him uh, ahead of a few others. All right. Um, coming up on the show... Barat Sunderace and a good friend of SENSA, he will be joining us. We're going to chat about the World 
Test Championship Finals uh, and maybe the Ashes and his love for Michael Nisa. Uh, we're going to preview the Port and Crows games this weekend and all the AFL action. And also the NBL Finals are on at the moment and currently uh, Miami and New York are doing battle. My um, First quarter, if you don't want to know the score, shut your ears. New York 14, Miami 12. Early days, but we'll keep you updating with that score as we roll along. It's time for the news here on Saturdays in SA. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Good morning, Paul Bonza and Chad Sayers with you filling in for the boys on Saturdays in SA. And we are down here at Solitaire Automotive, Solitaire Volkswagen. The all-new Amarok has arrived at Solitaire Volkswagen. Come in today and see the range at Solitaire Medindi. Um, Chad, it's a, it's a beautiful morning here, isn't it? Like we, it's gorgeous, Absolutely. They've it? asked us to fill in this morning. You were having a little bit of a sook early. It was I too was having cold, a big sook, to That sun's honest. broken through now, and it is a beautiful morning it here in Adelaide. It is glorious. So come down and test drive these new Amaroks. They are unbelievably good. Say hello to Chad Sayers. Get a selfie. He loves having his photo taken. Um, but speaking of people who love having their photo taken, Barat Sunderason is one of our good friends on SENSA. He's part of the SEN cricket team. And he joins us now. Barat, good to speak to you I again, my friend. I can be your hero, baby. Oh, look at that. That's an <laughs> intro if there ever was one. What's oh, that? I miss you guys. My two favourite um, South Australians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we missed you too, Barat. Uh, you're... Um, now, there's a bit of a rumour. You just texted me a minute ago. It's not really a rumour. You told me. Um, you've moved from Norwood. You've now moved up in the world. I have. I thought, like, you know, I lived the fancy life for long enough where I could just walk down to the <laughs> shops and the cafes. I, I, yeah, you know, so I'm doing it tough up in Eurasia. Who am I kidding? It's beautiful here. It's not tough at all. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great for the, the glute muscles and the calf muscles when you have to walk down to the cafe and back up in this hilly terrain, you can earn your coffee that way. And you'll see, I, I look much more muscular when we do our shield commentary next season. I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> how, how do they find your outfits up there, Barat? Interesting. Um, I would say uh, they haven't seen the likes of me before. Uh, but I do get... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the other day I went and bought these really nice... Uh, lilac colored gumboots and the lady said i've never uh, this is the first pair i'm selling to a man in this color and then she looked at me and, <laughs> and my poor wife has to answer every time like you know we go out together and they're like oh yeah you you you, you like this you really do and yeah it's good it's good i'm making a statement <laughs> I haven't asked you this question, but is your wife a contrast? Like, did she just wear black and blacks and greys? <laughs> uh, you would think so, uh, but no, she she does a bit of colour as well. Though I oh, have to say, this. we went to the Central Market last evening, and uh, yeah, some some guy was standing outside the lift, and he said, "Oh, you look 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 like brother and sister," which kind of put me off. But yeah, <laughs> I think he just he just meant the jackets that we had on. <laughs> All right, let's get into some cricket because uh, that's what we love to talk about. What is happening in the IPL? Um, give us a bit of an update. Uh, that was a pretty fast 50 uh, recorded overnight. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Well, look, uh, he's been the 
a sensation. And there are so many rags to riches stories in the IPL and in Indian cricket. But he's the ultimate of the lot. Like, you know, this is just a young kid who leaves his little village in the northern part of India, moves to Mumbai, lives in a tent on a cricket ground, sells uh, uh, snacks in the evening, uh, uh, you know, sleeps in the tent, climbs on trees to watch some cricket. Uh, and he has nothing. He has really nothing to hang on to. And he grows up to be this uh, incredible T20 batter who you think is just on the cusp of breaking into the Indian side. He's having a sensational season. And I have to say this, though. Every time he hits a six, one of those sixes over uh, you know, wide square leg or deep backward square leg, it fills my heart with pride because he did the same to me once when he was 15 years old. So I'm like, if he's good enough to hit me for a six, I mean, move aside Kakis or Abada and whoever else holds that in. I'm not sure he'd be the only one that's hit you for six, though, Brad, so. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, that's also a very fair point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, mate, Mumbai are looking like they're hitting their straps again, and our favourite Surakumar Yadav just keeps going from strength to strength. I know, and to think about it, right, Jad, uh, what, a month and a half ago, he couldn't get a run. He got, what, three back-to-back first-ball zeros against Australia in that one-day series. Started off the IPL in poor fashion, and no surprises that Mumbai was struggling as well. And in the last couple of weeks, or maybe a little more than that, he's just, like you said, found his traps again. And that, I mean, some of the shots he plays anyway amazes us. And that shot he played over, uh, what, wide third man? Uh, with just the wrist? And I saw Ian Bishop's tweet overnight. He just said, I'm just going to call it the shot. <laughs> because what else? How else do you describe that? And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just batting uh, like a dream. And you know what is happening? I mean, there is a theme to what's happening in this IPL season. Is all these guys, Yashas Vijay. Well, I mean, Surya Kumar Yadav is already part of the Indian side. But there are a few others. I think there's Ruth Jurel, Ruturaj Gaikwad. They're all like literally forcing their way into the Indian white ball setup and actually putting pressure on the likes of, say, KL Rahul and even the likes of Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli. Because India haven't won an ICC tournament for a while. And, you know, if these guys keep batting the same way that they, they are, I mean, at what point do you keep ignoring them? That is a great point. And, they got a lot of good young players in here, don't they? So, um, yeah, they're going to be hard to beat in the years to come. But in the IPL, um, and Mumbai have a few Australians as well doing great things. How, how are the Aussies going over there? Uh, I mean, Cam Green uh, started slow, really uh, kind of found his feet, uh, I would say, in the third or fourth week of the tournament. Uh, and he's been overshadowed ever since. Like, you know, firstly... Sachin Tendulkar's son makes the debut, so obviously the whole world's going to talk about him. Uh, and then, uh, like you said, Chari, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav's come into form and Mumbai has started winning. So he's been putting in useful contributions, uh, more with the bat than with the ball. I mean, he was pushed down the order yesterday. I saw he just made, had to make three or four not out in the end. But he, him and Tim David have seen Mumbai home in a few tight chases a couple of times. Tim David had that remarkable innings in between where he hit a lot of sixes and, uh, you know, smashed Mumbai to victory. And that was a turning point of sorts for Mumbai in this season. Uh, so the Australians are doing really well for, uh, for Mumbai. Australians spread out elsewhere in the IPL. I mean, David Warner started strong, even though the strike rate was uh, being questioned a lot. I mean, his form has dropped and, I mean, his team hasn't really had a great season. But it's been such a fabulous IPL season overall that Delhi are still not completely out. I mean, they have an outside chance of making it through. Uh, and so all eyes on him. And Glenn Maxwell's having one of those Glenn Maxwell seasons. Uh, he had a couple of failures, but apart from that, him and Faf Duplicy have formed this great partnership. 
uh, I think they're calling it what fast mass maxi or whatever you want to call it. And uh, but they are really setting uh, the IPL stage ablaze. Let's uh, move on to the World Test Championship coming up uh, at Lords between Australia and India. Australia have announced their squad. India's squad hasn't been announced yet. I guess the biggest focus on that squad is who's going to keep for India. It is. I think I just announced it, uh, Bonds. Uh, and that game's at the Oval. So I think it's, it'll be at Lords the next time they play it in two years' time. That's why you're uh, the expert, and I'm just asking you questions. <laughs> I'm just a different <laughs> pin code in London. Oh, that's all. I mean, they build it up as this big Lords versus Oval battle. Like, us Australians, we don't care, do we? <laughs> but, uh, no. you know, it's... Uh, uh, <laughs> we don't. Uh, KL Rahul was supposed to be in there as a second wicketkeeper of even though he hasn't kept much in first-class cricket. But now that he's injured, they brought in Ishan Keshin. My namesake, K.S. Bharat, who I will back because he's a Bharat. And not many Bharats have played test cricket for India. Uh, he had an up-and-down series against India, as you guys would have seen on TV. Uh, he is still the incumbent, so I think he will play that test. Unless India, I think, see the pitch and say it's a slightly flat, that's when someone like Ishan Keshin could come in. Because his batting, no questions about it, but it's the wicket-keeping that is... Uh, always carried some question marks, just like it used to be the case with Risha Pant, uh, who thankfully doesn't need any support walking, which is also great news for world cricket that Risha Pant is back on the mend. Uh, and oh, the great. rest of the squad is what you would expect it to be. And Barat, are you happy with the, the Aussie squad? I know your love child Michael Ness is not in it at the moment, <laughs> but are you happy with the Aussie squad? And do you think David Warner plays in the, the Test Championship final? Well, firstly, on my, I wouldn't call him my love child. You did, but like a hashtag needs him a play. Let's start with that. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's having what a what a county season he's having, right? Firstly, he takes the hat trick and he's taken a seven wicket haul. He's scoring runs. He's winning matches. He can't stop taking multiple wickets in an over. Uh, I mean, what a man! What a player! And, and look again. I think it's unfair and something you can relate with as well, Chad. Say, it's like. Uh, uh, and Crash Craddock brought this up uh, in a chat with Jared recently, did he? About how Australian selectors have historically looked down on swing bowlers in England, which is strange. I mean, the success that Terry Alderman had and so many others back in the day, even Bob Massey, I guess, going back in time, way before my time and your time, Chad. Maybe Bonds this time. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, think, I think it goes back to that probably. But look, he's been added, Michael Nisa has been added to the... Uh, pre-training or pre-tour camp uh, in Kent, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So he's still in the mix, which is good to see. Uh, and to answer your second question, I think, yeah, David Warner does start the tour um, at the top of the order. And look, he said so many times that he wants to win world championships for Australia. And this is the first time they are in a World Test Championship final. Uh, and it would be a great way for him to, if not bow out, at least sign off that final chapter if he can... Uh, be there when Australia win uh, a world title in Test cricket. Barat, uh, you're right on life. It uh, sounds very... Was it mainly a move for the dogs? Because I know you're a massive fan of your dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. We do everything for them. We promised them a car, which will... A uh, biggish car where they'll each get their window. We did that last year. And then we always promised them a really big yard, and we've got that for them. And, and that's why the other day I was on TV talking about... Someone asked me about... Talk about the budget. Yeah, imagine that. And you know, what else but uh, dogs is what I just spoke about. I said, yeah, there's so much uh, in the budget for everyone else, but 
there's no mention of people with just dogs. Once I'm sure you can relate with this. Like, what about us? What about dog people? <laughs> what about dog hey, people? And especially people. Oh boy. Dogs who need to go to the groomers. Hey, before we let <laughs> correct before we let you go, uh, in a word, uh, do, who wins the World Test Championship and who wins the Ashes? Australia and Australia. I think all this baseball drama that England have been uh, building up on uh, is going to end. Yeah, you know, I'm a wrestling guy. I think it's a big WrestleMania clash and they're going to finish it off and Australia will come back with both titles. There you go. Barat, we love your work. It's great to speak to you again. I'm sure we'll catch up very soon around the traps. Oh, very much. And the pub is just 10 minutes away. So the Red Lapa best hotel in the, in the hills. So come and meet me there. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Your shout. But, thanks, Barat. <laughs> Barat Sunderason uh, from SEN Cricket joining us to talk all things world cricket. And uh, he was brought to us by City Discount Tyres. City Discount Tyres SUV tyre deals are now on. This is Saturdays in SA with Bonds and Chad. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. This Saturday scoreboard. A magnificent Saturday morning and uh, we are normally at uh, SENSA Studio Lumo SA, number one King William Street. It's powered by Lumo Energy SA. But this morning... Chad, we are down here at Solitaire Volkswagen, and it seriously is like a dream. Lucky enough to have the luxury to sit out in the sun this morning, Bonds, and why wouldn't you want to? It's a beautiful morning in Adelaide and just staring at some beautiful cars. Baby, it's a dream come true, walking right alongside of you. (laughs) Thanks, Kane. That was beautiful. Um, Jeez, he's got a good voice, Kane Corns. Not really. Anyway, uh, let's talk (laughs) NBA. Um, the playoffs are on at the moment, and there's a, a game going on. New York playing Miami. New York in the second quarter, just start the start of the second quarter. A 10-point lead is 34-24 over Miami. In that series at the moment, Miami lead at 3-2. So it is in Miami. So the, the Heat are trying to close out the series and move on to the conference finals. But uh, New York got something to say just yet. Yesterday, uh, my Celtics had a win in Philadelphia. They beat... Uh, it's the 76ers, 95-86 in Philly to tie the series 3-3. They go back to Boston now tomorrow morning for Game 7, which is going to be huge. I'm not missing that. Uh, Smart was excellent, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. Tatum, 19-9-6. and six. Uh, Jalen Brown was good. He had 17 points. Brogdon, the best six-man in the in the competition, 16 points. Joel Embiid, um, 26 points, 10 rebounds. He's a superstar, the MVP of the league. Were you happy with him as MVP of the league, Joel Embiid? Yeah, one of the best players going around, Bonds. And do you think? Do you, are you happy with him calling himself Joel instead of Joel? Well, they all make their own names <laughs> up in the NBA, don't they, Bonds? Um, sometimes uh, it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, back to Boston for Game Seven. The Nuggets cleaned out the Suns' draws. They uh, won four-two. They won 125 to 100 yesterday. Uh, Nikolai Jokic, 30, he had a triple-double in the final. 32, 10, and 12. Goes all right. 
he does, and just dragging them. Last year's MVP. On his shoulders, isn't he? So, um, but get, staying with basketball bonds, I did hear, I'm not sure if it was this week or last week, that the Boomers did select their side without Simmons in it. They did. What's yeah. going on there? Well, he's probably not in the best 15. Yeah, right. He hasn't played. Like, you've got to consider the guys that they've got in there at the moment. And he hasn't played a lot of basketball. I think that's the issue. Yep. I think if he was if he was playing regular basketball, then yeah, he's probably in the best top ten or fifteen players in Australia. But maybe he's got to he's got to prove something first before he gets selected for Australia. I think. No, fair enough. I, I, it's it's a good topic because Australia, like he has been, his reputation has been tarnished. Because yep. he had a bit of a dummy spit and threw the toys out the cot and said, I'm not playing and don't want to play with this guy and I'm I'm better than what you think I am and um, so I I, look, I, I think no, it's fine. playing for Australia would be good for his reputation, I yeah, think. Yeah, 100% and you want to pick the players that want to play and, and you still got to earn your stripes bonds, don't you? So if he's not in their best 15, you don't get in there on your name. So Miami taking on New York, the winner of that will go on to play either the Celtics or the 76ers, it will be the Celtics. Um, and in the Western Conference Final, the Nuggets through to the Western Conference Final, the Lakers and the Warriors will play later today as well. The Lakers leading that series 3-2. So just can superstar, LeBron... Superstar shootout there between LeBron and, and Steph, Curry? Steph Curry. Yeah. How about him? Steph Curry. Too good. Well, some of his warm-ups. Have you seen some? Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> it's so good to watch. It is very, very good to watch. Um, a bit of golf going on at the moment. Yeah, there is. I've uh, been watching a bit of the... Uh, Byron Nelson classic bonds and it's good to see the Aussies in contention um, going into day three tomorrow so um, Scotty Scheffler's in front and 14 under but Jason Day he's in tied sixth with nine under so he's he's back playing some of his best golf and, and Greg Chalmers and Adam Scott tied 13th at eight under so it is quite uh, close there and hopefully they can maintain that tomorrow in round three. It was also announced yesterday uh, that the DP World Tour the European Golf Tour have fined the live golf players up to $186,000 in fines and, and eight tour suspensions for playing on the live tour. So basically for, for going and off and playing golf for money, well, playing in a different tour, I should say. It's not just for money. Um, how does that... Do you reckon those fines are going to get paid? Oh, probably. Uh, like if, you, if you're playing, and it's probably not a lot of money for them, Nah. Some of those blokes. Pocket change for them, Bonds. Like they're getting millions to play in the live tour and Thanks. they're getting fined, you know, some 20,000, some. Taylor Gooch just won two in a row and he earned nine million. <laughs> Probably puts it into perspective, doesn't it? A bit like a parking <laughs> But speaking of live golf, uh, round one is just finished in Puzzler, I think it's in this round. And Cam Tulsa, S I think, isn't it? Tulsa, yep. Cam Smith is tied fourth at, at six under, so uh, it's good to see the Aussies doing well. Cam Smith, what a player. I actually didn't get... Now, you had, you were lucky enough to uh, go down to Grange the day before, weren't you? Or, or did you go during the event? I walked around um, during the Pro-Am, so I was lucky enough to get uh, close to a few of the, the big get a guns. and you know, It was a bit stiff, I would have thought. Was, Fergie got a berth, didn't he? Yeah. He loves his PA, Ferg, so he, he was definitely on the top of their list, but... Um, no, it was, it was a great event, wasn't it, for SA? And it was great to be just be walking around with some golf royalty. I know Phil Mickelson um, gave me a thumbs up, so I was pretty chuffed about that and walked around with Mark Leishman and, and Cam Smith for a bit. So, no, it was great fun. 
Did uh, Phil ask for your autograph? Did he know who you were? Nah, he wouldn't have a clue who I was. <laughs> but it, it, it was an amazing event for Adelaide. Um, Grange members not overly happy with some of the uh, way the course was left. Yeah, I think that's is the that, minority, is that a, isn't Is it? that a bit of a beat-up? the minority, yeah. I think there'd be a few older, Grumpy older old members who, who are the traditionists and like the PGA. But um, I think our, our mate Theo Diropoulos put on Twitter throughout the week took a picture of every hole and, and how it's come back after the, the marquees and everything's been, all the traffic that's been through and it looked a treat still, Grange Golf Club. So a great event for SA and didn't SA get behind it? It, it was outstanding. We, we had gather round obviously and then and then the golf. I, I think you know it's locked in for a couple more years. It's a great event for South Australia and um, SEN covered the golf as well. Hopefully... Uh, did see Paul. Fitzy down there running yeah. a muck. Yeah, hopefully uh, Paul Bonzer will be available uh, next year. <laughs> Just sit on a hole and commentate for a while. Wouldn't the, be bad. Put, <laughs> the, put the headset on and sink a few uh, few cans. But uh, nah, great event. <laughs> the crack- entertainment factor as well after the after the event was um, was top notch yes. as well. They threw Fisher over and and then the the, the hole in one by Chase Kepka. That that is just like that went all over the world and will go all over the world for years to come. <laughs> all the beer that thrown. Little up. old Grange and little old Adelaide. Unfortunately, that ended on a bad note, didn't it? it was we one of their ground staff actually getting a can thrown at and oh really? I didn't know in, that. Injured. So whether or not they'll have cans being sold next year is plastic cups, surely. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll get thrown, but nah, it is a great atmosphere. You know who would have loved that? Whoever was looking after the catering. Because there was about 10 grand's worth of beer just thrown out, out onto the course. Got to go buy another beer. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and 10 cents a can, Bonds. It's <laughs> hey, mate, we've got to get to uh, news. We're down here at Solitaire Automotive. Come and say hello. Solitaire Volkswagen on Main North Road at Medindi. And come and see the all-new Amarok. It has arrived here at Solitaire Volkswagen. There are some people down here test driving already. And you can have a look down here at Medindi. It's a, a great, a great place. It's a beautiful morning. What else are you going to do? Get down here. Time for the news. You're enjoying a Saturday morning. Paul Bonzer and Chad Sayers with you down here at Solitaire Volkswagen for the release of the brand new Volkswagen Amarok. It is an amazing vehicle. Uh, come down and check them out. You can test drive them. They've been in and out in front of us here driving them. There test is. There's a few people coming in now, Bonds, isn't there? They've and obviously a... heard that we're on the, on the air down here. And Yeah, why not? There's a coffee van here as well. and uh, But the barbie's firing up at 10.30. So the sausage sizzle, it's all they should, just as we go off air. Just in time sh- for us to sneak a few be, in, Bonds, you reckon? Sneak a few in before we uh, head Early off. Early lunch, uh, late breakfast. Yes. Um, you can be part of the show too. You can text in 0427. No, not, I guess it is 0427 154. One double six, Chad. Um, during the week, there was some talk about the top-rated players in the AFL. We've got some audio. Let's have a listen to this. So number ten, we got Christian Petraka. Yeah, meant to be averaging eleven AFL player rating points per game. He's averaging fifteen and a half uh, per game. So number nine is still side bottom. You're meant to be averaging eight AFL player rating points per game. He's averaging close to thirteen per game. Uh, so number eight is Tim English. So um, yeah, so Tim English meant to be averaging you know, close to 12 AFL player rating yeah. points per game, playing mainly as a ruckman, 
averaging just over 16 uh, per game. Number seven is going to be a surprise, um, and it's another wingman. It's Mason Wood. For the role that he's meant to be playing, meant to be averaging 7.9 AFL player rating points per game. He's averaging 12 and a half. Um, next in line is is another probably surprise to many, and I'm probably going to cop a lot for this, is Jeremy Cameron. Meant to be averaging 7.9 AFL player rating points per game for the role that he's playing. Um, and he's averaging just like Mason Wood, 12.6. Uh, so number five, sorry, is Charlie Cameron. So 7.9 like Jeremy, but um, averaging 13 per game. Uh, Nick Dacos comes in at number four. Um, so he's meant to be averaging 9.3. He's averaging 14.3. So he's <laughs> flying. Number three, it's Mitch Owens. Okay. So Mitch Owens is flying um, at, at the moment and, and really going under the radar. 8.3 he's meant to be averaging, um, and he's actually averaging 13.5. Charlie Kerno, number two um, in the competition. So unlike Jeremy Cameron, where Jeremy's had a couple of poor days, Charlie's accuracy in front of goal this year has been through the roof for the whole um, eight matches. So that's the difference between the two. And number one, so between number two and number 10, there is bugger all in it. Yep. The gap between number one is just miles apart, and that's Bontempelli. Yeah. There's no one, in it, no one that's even close to him. And to be, and and we've gone back and done this since 2010. And at round eight, it's the it's the second best season we've seen by a midfielder. The only better season that we've seen by a midfielder was Gary Ablett in 2010. Well, there you go, Chad. There's some big names there, and is uh, so if you, uh, you know. Um, thinking about who was the best player, does the Bonts just sticks out, doesn't he? Oh, he's had a great season, hasn't he? The way he controls the footy, the way he leads the Bulldogs, he just wins a game off his own boot uh, most occasions. So, yeah, he, he was... I made a quick list up before we came on air, and he was definitely on top of my list. But um, Is there any... Well, who, who out of your list is not in the actual top ten? I think just the way they went about putting their top 10 it obviously goes on the ranking points yes. doesn't it and and how many they should get and what they are getting so yeah. that obviously the blokes that were most of the blokes that were in that top 10 were overachieving what they should from last season or the what they've achieved um in previous seasons so um i think side bottoms are one that really stuck out for mine one of the older players in the competition and he's really got back to form this year for collingwood and um, whether or not that's because Dacos and both Dacoses are going well as well, feeding him out the ball on the wing. But um, well, they're playing. Collingwood are playing good footy as well. Correct. But he he is one of my favourite players as well. Still, side bottom. Decision making his skills are just so good, aren't they? They're elite. Yeah, they're as good as anyone in the competition, and uh, and he's got a similar haircut to me as well, so I like him. <laughs> but <laughs> um, is there anyone anyone there from that? that sort of mentioned there, is anyone that you think is a glaring omission out of that top 10? I think Taranto wasn't in there, was he? No. From Richmond, he's had a stellar year so far. So um, I'm not sure how they do their rankings. Is it disposal? Because we hear a lot about Taranto probably not using the footy as, as well as he could. Is it that? Because he gets a hell of a lot of possessions every week for Richmond, doesn't he? He's always in their best players um, in the first eight rounds. So what a, he what was about, a surprise. Sorry, what about the local teams, Port and the Crows, are any players from those two teams who you think could have been in the top 10 rated players? There's obviously a I science think, yeah. to this, but just from a look. I think Connor Rosie um, yep. is probably in the top 10% of the AFL. Um, his season just going to another level. Uh, the way he gets the ball, the way he moves, his disposal and the ability to hit the scoreboard is great. Um, 
from the Crows? Sure about the Crows. Maybe Rory Laird. He's probably Dawson. one that sticks out. Jordan Dawson. Yeah, he's had a great year, hasn't he? He's leading the Crows well. So well, compared to what Jordan Dawson compared, like he's moved into the midfield this year. So com- he was a halfback flanker last year, and he is dominating in the midfield. Yeah, I think that's so. He's one that I, I I would have thought might have squeezed in to the top ten. Mason Wood. That's interesting. That is him and Mitch Owen. That too interesting. You probably haven't heard much of um, Owen. Before I know that was Just a, a kid. Su- surprise to me. So, but as we said, he hasn't played much footy, so his ranking points that he supposedly should have been getting probably low, lower than what it, what it is. So, um, but I think that he said Jeremy Cameron would be a surprise. That's no surprise to me because he's an elite forward. He's been kicking bags of goals, and now his ability to work up and down the ground, getting possessions in that midfield, is great. Well, is it is it a surprise that he's at number six and not number two? Maybe that's the... <laughs> I don't know, because to me, yeah, mate, it, of course he should be in the top yeah, 10. Yeah, 100%. And this is, this is like, we don't, we don't study the stats as much as, as um, these guys, and that, that was, um, I'm just trying to get his name, Daniel Howe was the guy uh, from, from Champion Data. And I, there's, no, um, there's no real standout, apart from the Bont. The Bont's having a fantastic year, and we probably don't watch the Bulldogs as maybe as much as we should, but uh, Cam Oliver, uh, Clayton, Clayton Oliver, Cam Oliver, Clayton <laughs> Oliver, uh, he's, you know, is he just going, is he just doing what he should? I think, yeah, as, as we t- talked about, his ranking is probably higher than, than the others to start with, so he's probably not overachieving that. Um, and does he do enough with the ball when he gets it? I know he gets a lot of handballs out, um, doing the hard work as well, so... Um, you'd like to know how they see the game and how the, the rankings are um, looked at and, and given out. If you could pick out of that top 10, if you could pick one player to go to Port Adelaide, oh, your club, who is it? It's for Bond. You get three-tier player with him, don't you? Midfield, forward, just okay. an elite that's, that's possession. The, that's the easy question. Yep. Who, what about the next one? Out of that top 10? Who's who do Port Adelaide need? It's glaringly obvious to me. Is it Tim English? Probably. Yeah, they need a ruckman. They need a hundred percent. And English, how good's he been as a standout ruckman? He doesn't go forward much. Um, when he does, he kicks goals. But out and out ruckman, Tim English is the best in the comp. So that top ten. These are the top ten rated AFL players as we speak. At uh, number nine. Petrarca, sorry, number 10 Petrarca, nine side bottom, eight English, then Mason Wood at seven, Jeremy Cameron at six, Charlie Cameron at seven, uh, sorry, at five, I'm going back the wrong way, Dacos at four, Mitch Owens from St Kilda at three, Charlie Curnow at two, and the Bont at number one, and he is miles ahead of Charlie. So he is clearly the best player on the ground and, and uh, has half a Brownlow around his neck. At the moment, it's a two-horse two, two horse race with the Brownlow, isn't it? It's Nick Dacos, who's had a couple of rounds where he probably hasn't polled votes, but the Bont nearly have polled in every game. Long way to go, but uh, there we go. Marcus Bontempelli, the top-rated player in the AFL as we speak. When we come back, Chad, we're going to preview the Port Adelaide Kangaroos game in Hobart. Uh, the Adelaide Crows taking on the Saints. We'll have a, a bit of a chat about that. And um, the Sandful uh, have got a state game next Friday night against WA. We might touch on that as well. This is Saturdays in SA right here at Solitaire Volkswagen. Come down and check out the all-new Amarok. Robert Parrish. As in nappies. Uh, intro starting now. 
City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. It's not Bryce Gibbs or Tom Lyon, it's Bonds and Chad. Uh, we are down here at Solitaire Volkswagen having a great morning with the staff and plenty of customers here testing out the brand new Amarok. Do yourself a favour, come down and look at these magnificent uh, vehicles and we're keen to take one home, aren't we? Well, we'll definitely take one for a test drive, Bonds, I would have thought. Why not uh, come back? I'll leave my car here and just grab one of them. We'll Sounds get, like a fair swap. We'll get the <laughs> GPS out of it and... And take it home, but nah, beautiful cars, and what a beautiful day to come down and have a look. Yes, now uh, you love your Port Adelaide Footy Club, so we're going to have a look at their game today. But I tell you, who else loves Port Adelaide Footy Club? That's Kane Corns. I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. I want to feel what love is. We have, we've stitched up poor Kane this morning. Sorry, mate. Um, all right, let's get on to uh, Port and North. What are you looking... What do you, what do, you do Port Adelaide need to do today? Just get the points? Is it that simple? Yeah, it's as simple as that, Bonds. We know North Melbourne aren't going great, aren't, are they? So, um, I guess games are, these games are, are danger games, really. Um, you don't want to get too, too ahead of yourself. You just want to go about your game plan, get the job done and get out of there. So... Um, I'd be expecting Port Adelaide to go over to Tassie, Blundstone Arena, and get the job done. But um, big game for Horn Francis, isn't it, against his old side in, in North Melbourne. I'm sure they're going to be coming out hard and um, wanting one to, to get the job done over him and probably get stuck into him a bit. A couple of big outs for Port, though. Charlie Dixon out injured and Junior, Junior Rioli out suspended for that uh, backhanded slap. Um, Ollie Lord comes into the side. Are they going to have any trouble kicking goals down in Hobart? No, I think there's enough down there. Tom Marshall's obviously in good form, and um, your likes of Butters and, and Rosie up forward do the damage as well. So um, big out, Charlie Dixon. He offers a great contest, doesn't he? Brings He's the ball, been excellent this year, hasn't Brings he? the ball down for them, small forwards, but... Um, I think we can see over the last couple of weeks he's been playing with a bit of an injury, hasn't he? So he came back a little bit early because the team needed him against um, St Kilda, uh, but against North Melbourne where they think they should get the job done. It's a well-earned rest. If um, if they surprisingly drop this game, I don't think it's going to happen, but um, does that does that affect the season? In, like Losing games you should win? Oh, definitely. Affect? Yeah. You start doubting yourself a little bit about the game plan if you're losing to a, a 17th or an 18th place side, don't you? So, um, But I expect they go over to Blundstone Arena where they've won before and, and get the job done, play a good brand of footy. Um, their contest lately has been great. Their run has been really good as well. So they continue that. They'll win by five-plus bonds. I think you're being generous there. North Melbourne giving them five goals. Uh, um 140 that game starts, and you can hear that on SEN as well. So don't miss that one. Port Adelaide taking on North Melbourne. Let's touch on tomorrow's game. Crows playing St Kilda here at the Adelaide Oval. Big test for the Crows. They've had some good performances, a couple of losses now against uh, good opponents. This would be a big statement if they could knock off the Saints. Yeah, if you want to be a part of the top eight, you need to beat the good sides, don't you, Bonds? And St. Kilda have proven that um, this year. Uh, they're probably not going as well as they would have liked either. So um, they're coming off a loss to 
to Port Adelaide a couple of rounds ago as well. So they're going to want to play some good brand of footy in Adelaide. Um, but I think, as you said, the Crows have been playing some decent footy without getting over the line and coming back home now um, against St Kilda. They'll be looking to hit their straps and, and get another win on the board. Do you think the Crows can will get the win? Yeah, I think they'll win. I've, yep. I've picked them in my in my tips, Bond. So um, I think the brand of footy they're playing this year has been, been great. And we mentioned earlier the younger players have been exciting along with their older players who who still have form with, with Rory Laird and, and Tex as well, kicking bags of goals. So I think um, if they're at their best, they'll definitely beat St Kilda. We are down here at uh, Solitaire Volkswagen and you can come and test drive the all-new Amarok. It has arrived. It's here. They look magnificent. Pick your colour, drive out. They are. Uh, they look very impressive vehicles. And we've had at least a couple, two or three or four or five people looking at them this morning. They're obviously listening to SENSA. And uh, come down and check out. Say good day to uh, myself and Chad Sayers. And we'll be back very, very shortly here in the sunshine at Medindi. You think I'm pretty without any makeup on. You think I'm funny. Discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Zeke CT60 SUV tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. We are down here at Solitaire Volkswagen Medindi checking out the brand new Amarok. It's an unbelievable vehicle. We've been talking about it, raving about it all morning because it is that good. Uh, Bonds and Chad are here. Paul Bonds and Chad Sayers. And we've only got a little bit to go. It's been good fun this morning, Chad. It has been. It's gone quick, hasn't it, Bonds? And it's cool. great to be back Fine. on the radio with you. All right. Um, I mentioned just before that break, uh, Sanford were playing the Waffle in a state game this coming Friday. It'll be on SENSA. Myself and Mark Russell call that game for you and bring you that game from 3.30 on a Friday as a curtain raiser to the Port game. Um should it be a curtain raiser at, on, at 3 o'clock on a Friday? Or should it be played on the weekend? Because there's no sample games next weekend. Should it be played as, as a standalone maybe at Norwood Oval? Or? Yeah, I think their timing could have been a little bit better. Maybe curtain raise to a Saturday night game bond. So Allow people to get there. Yeah, because people obviously work on a Friday. It's, yeah. It is early. so. But I know they did do a standalone game a couple of years ago at Glenelg and, and didn't get a great turnout. So... I think for the entertainment factor, you're going to get the Port Adelaide faithful come, come through early and probably watch it if it's... Um yeah. I, look, I, I, I agree, but I, I, yeah, I'd sort of love to see it as a standalone game just to see what sort of crowd they could get there. Maybe make it free, free entry. I think if it was a standalone game, you'd have to make it free entry, wouldn't and you? Just, and just get people there. Yep. Um, I mean, it's the best... Make it a big event, make it... Uh, best you know, players in the SNFL playing, isn't it? So, it's a pretty good lineup. SNFL too. faith who go each week to go and watch the Eagles start your Norwoods, why wouldn't they want to go watch their best players play with the opposition best players and play for their state? So, I can see where you're coming from, Bonds, but I think for the entertainment factor, it's you get to play on Adelaide Oval, um, yep. probably in front of a bigger crowd. And it doesn't matter if you can't get there because you can hear all the action on SENSA. That is right. Tune in next Friday. Um, halftime in the NBA playoffs, the Miami Heat taking the Nick, uh, taking on the Knicks. And at halftime, the Heat have a one-point lead, 51-50. The Heat lead that series 3-2. So they're trying to close it out and move on to the finals. 
I want to get your tips now, Chad, for the rest of the games in the AFL. We know that Richmond defeated Geelong last night and also the Suns defeated uh, half a West Coast lineup, probably a quarter of a West Coast lineup, if I'm honest. Sydney Swans taking on Frio at the SCG. Who do you like? Sydney win easily. Bonds? Easily. Uh, we've taken about uh, North and Port, and Port will win that game. My beloved Hawks take on Melbourne at the MCG. I'm not sure you're going to want to watch that game, Bonds. <laughs> How do you feel about your side at the moment? Uh, we, we've got some nice kids. I like them. They got to have a bit of a go. Bit um, of punishment for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, that's, that's okay. All we good. wasn't that long ago we had a three-peat, so we can't no, complain. The D's win that. Uh, I think so too. Uh, Lions taking on the Bombers tonight. At the gather. Lions. Lions, They're I agree. They're good, aren't they? They are. They're a good side. Uh, Carlton playing the Western Bulldogs at Marvel. This is a tough game, isn't it? You don't really know what you're going to get from either side at the moment. Carlton at their best, a very good side. So are the Bulldogs, so... I'm going to pick the Bulldogs on uh, previous weeks, but um, it wouldn't surprise me if Carlton came out of the box. Crows to beat the Saints, we said that. And the last game of the round, Collingwood taking on the Giants at the MCG, 4-10. I hope it's a good contest, but I think Collingwood would be far too good. Well, Chad, um, it's been a great time. It's been good fun this morning, and we thanks once again to the lovely people here at Solitaire Volkswagen. And one, come down and check out the new Amarok. They are unbelievable. We can't say, cannot say that enough. Um, Tommy Lyon and Bryce will be back next week to keep you entertained. Um, Kane, we thank him for entertaining <laughs> us this morning with his vocal talents. He's not happy about it either. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. There he is. We love it. Uh, crunch time coming up very shortly. Jared Waitley, Sam Edmund, Luke Hodge and Dermy. And uh, stick, stay tuned to SEN and also Port North a bit later on as well. Go Chad, it's been good fun. And uh, Paul Bonser and Chad say saying goodbye from Solitaire Volkswagen.